You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. First time in a long time, but back like I never left. Taking these days as it comes, you know me, I don't read ahead. Watch me burn down everything, BBE on the TV set. When I'm in control on the road, you can never really know what's up next. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you find your podcasts, and of course, Every Wednesday night, you can find us on youtube.com forward slash up next. But maybe let's get it out of the way right away. Every Wednesday, except next Wednesday, wow. as NXT is obviously going to be on Tuesday. Um, so there's just going to be an audio version coming out next week. Next it, Wednesday? Next Wednesday day, like yes. early evening. We both have to work. Unfortunately, we didn't get it off. Uh, WWE, come on. Give us more notice, yeah. guys. Um, so yes, we, we will be recording Wednesday during the day. Um, yeah, instead. So you can look forward to have that find your podcast app sometime next yeah. Wednesday. Look, just because it's on a Tuesday doesn't mean we would abandon you. We're your NXT friends. 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 So regularly we're Wednesday nights around 10 30 ish on the YouTube, youtube.com slash up next. You can always follow us and find us on Twitter at up next podcast. And of course the Facebook group and the page up next podcast. Uh, and this is, it's been a, it's been a wild week. It's been a wild week. It's uh, been a hell of a week. Uh, first of all, uh, tonight the NBA with their lockout, um, bold, bold decision. And I, and I'm for it. Uh, we knew WWE would not do the same thing. Thus, we're going to be talking about NXT tonight, but, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now that are that are wild, and we're just a silly wrestling podcast, but we have a platform, BlackLivesMatter.com. Uh, please go visit, and you know, not doing anything is just like just as bad these days. We gotta we gotta change the way well, we we think, and and I, I I'm not a, like a political show, but we have a lot of American listeners, and I'll leave it at vote. Please vote if yeah. it's by mail, even if you fucking can. I don't know what's going on with the mail. 
but fucking just fucking vote. Yeah, I think it's a a really good move from uh from the NBA yes. that that they've done this. Um it's it's all very good talking about it and as I think it was Van Fleet said for the Raptors like cool you can wear a shirt but you got to do something and for them to be promoting um like obviously they're all wearing their uh Black Lives Matters jerseys at the moment in the NBA to promote and not do a step further when more of this awful senseless uh violence and racism is happening um I I think it's great that they're they're making a stand um no I'm not surprised WWE yeah. didn't but also to be fair to WWE they haven't been pushing the agenda either um sure it's yeah and their philosophy has always been the show must go on could they do something absolutely they could but uh it's up to us and you guys to to do something as well but uh yeah the show did go on tonight for WWE NXT and we'll get to that but we've also had a week we took it for a little, we took it for a little swerve there. We're, we've also had a, a crazy week. It was SummerSlam weekend for WWE and NXT Takeover 30. We did our Takeover 30 post show. It's up wherever you find your podcast. Go subscribe, like, and all that stuff because you're listening to this one. You probably found that one. Uh, we did a year ago. SummerSlam was in the six. We did our Takeover tailgate. We had a party in a bar in Toronto in our in our hometown, and it was crazy we had a we had a special video from gargano we had all sorts of crazy things wrestling themed drinks and everything we wanted to do it again this year but we couldn't so we did it via zoom for our patreon uh patreon.com slash up next and wow a patreon zoom things can get fucking lit <laughs> it was so much fun so yeah we set this up and we had the idea let's do a a tailgate on zoom and we go to each other what does that mean and we're like D- don't, I don't know. D- don't really know. Yeah. And kind of every Wednesday would pass and we go, hey, we got to think about this, this Zoom, Zoom tailgate. on, on uh, this tailgate on Zoom. It's like, yeah, yeah. What are you thinking? Don't know. Don't know. Maybe some karaoke. Uh, I think we like banded around the idea of trivia, maybe. Well, or we something. set up a, a damn pool, a uh, beer pong we, table. We set up beer pong. Yeah. And then you guys just came and joined us and we chatted and we hung out with you in the bde msg for like two and a half hours yeah we and just drank we, we people were doing all sorts of things it was so much fun it was uh, great look, i had such a good time we do a patreon where we do all these podcasts and it's so crazy to me that we have supporters and listeners who even just listen to this show it's amazing and i thank all of our listeners and it was just wild to kind of have a Zoom party with all these people who are all over the world. We had Brandon from New Jersey on a treadmill, like making scallops and bacon. I don't know what he was doing. We had MJ from NJ on his balcony just in Florida. Yeah, man spreading. Spreading in his balcony. We had a dude who's walking through a forest. There was like dogs was and cats. Jo- Joe LeBeau, I think, was just I don't yeah, know taking what he us was... for a walk through a forest. I don't know what he what he was doing. And then we started going off about Pokemon and Charbel was talking about Pokemon and then like left the room for a little bit. And then we cut to uh super fan of the show andrew mcdonald who clearly had a little bit too much vodka decided to just start rambling about his his ex-girlfriend and drug dealers while charbel now brings his kids into the (laughs) zoom chat to be like hello and this guy's going off about a drug deal gone wrong and a stolen car and a gta and all this stuff wow uh just crazy shout out to charbel as well because when we had some technical issues charbel just goes hey leave it to me guys starts hosting yeah just just is like filtering in the calls Wild. and 
it was it was great and we we will definitely we'd love to do one again at like a, a mania or if we travel to an event or something we'd love to do one again in person but when the time is right but now we've done this and we just escaped like a whole zoom, zoom dropout meltdown we broke it the chat was fire it. the chat was and fire. we broke it yeah it um, was we will definitely do it again guys so don't you worry if you missed out on this one um we'll yeah we'll, we'll definitely let you know because we'd we'd love to do something like this again wow look you know what it was so much fun doing a, a a bar event a year ago and then now doing it over zoom was like look it's the next best thing and it was so much so much fun shout out everyone who joined the zoom tailgate and shout out everyone who was there in spirits and yeah we've done a lot of things we've been on youtube live quite a few times we did our SummerSlam game which is out for the patrons which where it was you came up with this idea to not only come up with the greatest summer summer slam card ever but then trivia as well with SummerSlam. It was ins- man. Yeah. It got wild. Oh, it, Friendships Nate were Wilson, almost you broken. You can tell Nate is like the king of the fantasy draft because he was uh, issuing trades. Uh, there were like challenges being traded and yeah. uh, two for ones and all this. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, um, I'm it's I- it's, a, it's it was one of the best ones we've done. I think I'm bad at learning new games. Today I was trying to learn how to play cribbage. I know it's it's a strange thing mm-hmm. to learn, but I'm bad at learning. I didn't listen to half your rules, so you I don't burned- listen. <laughs> You don't listen, it's your fucking show. I tell you the rules months, and then, like, towards the end of the game, you're I like... I lost TLC. I'm, I'm out of... I'm, what, what do you mean I can't have any more challenges? My summer like, well, Normally, when you have five challenges, and you've used five challenges, you're now of zero challenges. Well, I didn't know that. Well, I told you the rules a month ago, Brayden. <laughs> to be fair, a few people were like, hey, I didn't realise that's how... It, it should, so, a few people tweeted in saying it should have went in rotation of a proper order. I think that's what maybe confused me. But I, I didn't win, because my TLC was stolen from my SummerSlam card but wow like it got heated it got heated it was me Davey John Cena Andrew Thompson and Nate Milton Nate Milton the whole post wrestling family the, the the other people who, who work for John away yep. it was all of us playing a SummerSlam fantasy game that's up on the Patreon we did a SummerSlam 2005 review because we had to watch Dominic Mysterio on the line between Ray and Eddie. That was crazy. I'm wearing my I'm Your Poppy shirt right now. And then we did like our TakeOver 30. We did our SummerSlam uh, best match ever, but SummerSlam main events. And this was a crazy show. One of uh, like, it was pretty long, I'd say, for us. We went through all the SummerSlam main events, focused on more than others, and rated and, and discussed which SummerSlam main event was the best as well. So that's up on the Patreon. All those shows, including an Up Nextra, Shot in the Dark, is up there for free, but $5 a month. Yeah, I heard there's some issues with Shot in the Dark, though, this week. Oh, I yeah. Think, uh, there might have been a bit of a bit of retribution uh, from some angry men. Uh, Will <laughs> or one angry man in particular uh, but yes Shot in the Dark is available for free on our Patreon every Wednesday running down uh, all the kind of shows you may have missed such as like the New Japan USA Cup we've got uh, AEW Dark 205 Live main event any kind of GCW shows or anything like that it's under 20 minutes um, very concise and informative and just go to patreon.com forward slash up next and click download. You that don't even free. need to be a patron. Yeah, so that show is free. But check out us. We have the $5 tier, which is North American, gets you all the podcasts I was mentioning and all the back catalog of all the shows. Freddie Got Finger, just saying. Uh, which seemed to be the hit at the uh, the tailgate. Everyone yes. loved that show. Uh, and as well, coming up this week, we have a best match ever, TNA X Division. 
with a guest. Yes, we'll be joined by JP Houlihan from the Grapple Spotlight. Uh, he has chosen, we reached out to him and said, hey, we'd love you to be a guest on Best Match Ever. Uh, and you get to pick. He's like, well, I'd love to go back and watch some classic TNA X Division. Yeah. So uh, join us for that on, uh, I believe that's coming out Friday. Uh, Friday night, um, sorry, Sunday night, that will be coming out with JP, uh, looking all at old TNA X Division. And for our next best match ever and our next throwback review, go on the Facebook page. Uh, it's Up Next Podcast, the Up Next group, and you can vote. We've got four G1s, four years of the G1 yeah. up on a poll to vote for for next month's best match ever. And it is actually going to be my birthday next week. No so way. We're going to do a throwback of a Raw or a SmackDown that took place on my birthday. Um, so we've got a SmackDown that's involving the proposal of Billy and Chuck. Wow. Brock Lesnar versus a very young Randy Orton. Wow. Um, we've got a, a Raw, I think, from 2001. So that's right in the midst of the invasion. Um, Fantastic. We've got 2013 Raw, 2013 SmackDown. Have a look. All the information's on there and cast your vote. We will be announcing it tomorrow on Up Nextra, where I won't be joined by you. No, this week I'm, I'm, uh, I, I'm joining a friend of the show, Jordan Goodman, for an Instagram. And because of the moving of AEW, you're going to be doing it with Jesse from the six. Weather pending. permitting. Weather permitting. Weather permitting. Uh, we're still being safe. We're being socially distant. Right. This is going to be a BD MSG outside event. Yes. But, uh, as always, card subject to change. Of course, in the world of wrestling. Maybe you just hold off and I'll do it with you after. If you need it to be, sure. I'm always there because I live with you because yeah. we're roommates. Uh, so we're doing so many, so many podcasts and we had our summer themed month with all those SummerSlam shows. And we also do was next where we go back in time and watch NXT and we are putting out a show this week where it's like where the shield is just starting and NXT and Roman Reigns is in tights, which is very fitting since he just, sh- just came back with new teeth. Um, so check for the was next as well. Cause we are all about the NXT, but. If you don't want to join the Patreon, if you're like, nah, man, I, times are hard. I can't look. The whole world is in the, in this, this pandemic and it's, it's been the summer and next summer, the, you know, depending, someone might ask you, what did you do last summer? Well, I know what you did last summer and we're doing a free movie review out on this feed coming out tomorrow night at some capacity. I know what you did last summer. Jennifer Love Hewitt, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar. WWE's own Freddie Prinze Jr. Yeah, yeah. Ryan Philippe. It's the most 90s cast imaginable. Yeah, we love horror movies here. And we decided, what's a good summer movie? And we landed on that. And we thought we'd give it to you for free. You could be listening and shaking your head right now. But uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. I watched it last night. Fantastic. It's so terrible. And I can't wait to talk all about the the scares and the jumps and the deaths. Fisherman. Evil, scary fisherman. So out on this, Freed, I know what you did last summer. Free review with myself, Davey, and host of the Zombie Pod and Shot in the Dark, John Cena. And finally, this Sunday, I will be joined again by John Cena and B Detroit on our YouTube page for free for a live watch along of Payback. Payback. Watch along and post show of Payback. Come along, youtube.com forward slash up next. Uh, last week's weekend of watch longs were, were great. They went really well. Was really happy with them. And 
Why not? WWE are putting on another pay-per-view just a week later. So you got us again this Sunday night, 7pm Eastern Time. That's all the plugs. Braden. I just wow. wanted to tell you what a brave young man I think you are. <laughs> and thank you for all the work you've put in uh, for up next the democratic party yes. all of it over okay. the last week yep. okay so the democratic party joe biden running for president had a speaker come out a 13 year old boy with uh, a stutter named Braden harrington yes the same name as i so my twitter feed started being filled with lovely messages from people all over the world saying uh at the bray d what a wonderful man you are. How brave. So brave. Just a wonderful, uh, yeah. So I had to tell them that they got the wrong Twitter. However, um, some would say I'm still a wonderful, young, and brave man. Because uh, last night, I slipped going out in the bar- after barbecuing. I was so I was stone cold sober, believe it or not. I don't, and- I don't believe that. <laughs> I, I don't believe that there wasn't any kind of substance in your system. Uh, I don't believe that. Uh, in a flip-flop, and I slipped down some steps, and let's just say, it's going to get, we went from being all wonderful and brave, but uh, the bottom of my toe just uh, disappeared now, and um, my toe is wrapped up. I'm, I've been doing the whole, I, I didn't get stitches, I should have, but I'm a guy and I'm stubborn, so uh, I've been wrapping it and treating it and doing all sorts of things. And you still somehow want to convince me to go out to a bar tonight. Well, yeah, it's, it's we got to warm up because this time, by the, the time we finish the show, I will turn 31 during the oh, show. I thought it was next 38. Week. Hey, fuck off. Um, so we got to have a little warm up tonight for warm next up. week. We got to warm up. Warm up. I think I'm still recovering from this past no, weekend. No, we need a warm up. We, we, we had a little bit of a tear this past weekend. We couldn't go out to Boston or New York for Wrestle Dynasty or Takeover, so we had a little party in our own backyard, literally. Uh, so I felt like we've just been plugging everything we've been doing yeah. this week, but yeah, Braden Harrington, I am the different Braden Harrington. I spell it the, the right way, like Bradenton, Florida, where you get your oranges okay. from. Yeah. You don't need a Y in there. You don't? No. Unnecessary. There yeah. are so many letters that are unnecessary, but that's another story. Yeah. So it's been a, it's been a big week, yeah. and it's been a big week in the, like the world of wrestling. Obviously, it was SummerSlam weekend. Uh, I mentioned Roman Reigns came back. Uh, thoughts on the T-shirt? I thought you were going to say thoughts on the teeth. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I quite like the T-shirt. Uh, the teeth are going to take a bit of getting used to. I think Roman Reigns is going to be a big Hollywood star. Is it, it just me? Wouldn't you get now he's teeth, got those teeth. Wouldn't you get the teeth done after you stop wrestling? Nah, then nah, nah, one nah. of them, oh, one of them are going to get knocked out. Like that chi- would be a great angle. So like chiclets. Yeah. Um. So um. His shirt though, wreck everything and leave. Love it. Should I get? Should I make our own where it says get lit and leave? Or drink everything and leave. <laughs> that would be yours. Yeah. <laughs> that would. Mine would be get lit and leave. It reminds me of the Austin one. Uh, uh But yeah. So there was some. There were some things that happened because Keith Lee. Lost the NXT Championship to Karrion Cross mm-hmm. in, uh, well, an unfortunate situation with the injury going forward, kind of what we knew coming after the match, after, out of it. But then Keith Lee is announced for Monday Night Raw in the Thunderdome. Yeah. The Thunderdome's got all sorts of fucking problems going on, by the way. They should really sort out what they're allowing on TV. I know it's really hard, but holy shit. Well, I know. Shit. How do you manage that, though? It's got to be like... super hard, but they kind of need to figure it out. Uh, and Keith Lee debuts on Monday Night Raw. Hey, remember when I was talking about Keith Lee and his great gear? Yeah, I think you cursed it. You absolutely <laughs> cursed it. Um, 
I, I knew you were going to say that. I liked... I, I know what you meant. I thought his old gear was quite indie-rific, but I thought the... you He should still keep the, the trunks. He should still not wear a top, I think. Yeah. But just, I don't know, have a have a better font on it, have a better graphic on it, have a maybe a bit of a different colour, not the baby blue. Um, but yeah, he he looks terrible. They've stripped away everything from him i feel they even took away his music his great theme keith lee um i don't get it he did put out a tweet saying like i don't really have control over this but like leave it to me essentially like he leave it to lee leave it to lee he's clearly not particularly happy either (laughs) um but yeah you cursed it i think we had a lot of people in the room for our watch alongs this weekend yeah and i think vince might have been one of them He's like, this, this guy hates his gear. This guy hates his He's gear. He's going to Raw on Monday. God damn it. Got to change that. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. But I want to see... Look, I, I I said on the show that I was a little bit down on Keith Lee. He's already become that main roster guy to me a little while ago. And mm. it's felt like that in NXT. And now he's literally gone. So uh, technically, pour a little out. We lost another one. Pour a little out. Leave the yep. memories alone. Don't change a thing. Except his music and his gear. Uh, at least they didn't just call him Keith or just Lee, yeah. Wow. That'd be great. Limitlessly, or something like that. <laughs> well, I want to see him do good. He's going to be facing Randy Orton this Sunday at Payback, which is crazy considering Randy Orton's like on the hot streak. You figure, I don't know, it's just weird. Why is there a pay-per-view one week after? I don't know. I don't so know. So weird. Uh, um, just crazy. Before we get into the chat, I did want to just share a little anecdote. What's today. your anecdote? Because um, as I mentioned... Um, just to remind everyone, it's my birthday next week. Oh, yeah. Next yeah. Wednesday. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so my family, 34. we've always done like lists for, for birthdays and Christmas. Just okay. like, hey, what do you want? Yeah. And you say a few things you want, and then you pick one or two of them to give. Yeah. It, it saves disappointment. And like, oh, oh, great. Thanks. It's all, what I've always sure. wanted. It saves that. So my mum goes, we normally, although I live across the pond, she'll put an order in for Amazon Canada. Yeah. I'll put an order in for Amazon UK for my mum, my brother, whatever. Um, don't support Amazon. There are, there are other, <laughs> other companies out there. As you love who them so much. <laughs> need more help. Um, but my mum goes today, she WhatsApps me. Did you come up with any suggestions for your birthday? And I went, Oh, yes. I was thinking maybe a soda stream or a new microphone nice. for podcasting. Nice. I'd kind of like both of those. I things. hope she doesn't get you that. And she goes, <laughs> Okay, a bit random. I'll make a money transfer instead. (laughs) What? She's basically, of all the years, like, I have my Pokemon phase. I'll be like, Mom, I want a Pikachu. It's like, all right, okay. Now you're in your soda stream phase? And now now she's just like, no, that sounds shit. I'm giving you money. (laughs) So are you saying we might get a soda stream? I don't know. Well, the thing is, when I just get given money, it just helps pay the debt you know <laughs> fair yeah 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 it's like I've, why am i buying a soda stream when i'm already in the negative last night before <laughs> i could fall asleep i put on hbo put out that new seth rogan movie american pickle okay he is a old like like jew that moves to new york and then gets uh brined in a vat of pickles okay for like 100 years and then comes back to live in brooklyn new york with his great grandson who's also seth rogan okay but in the movie, his whole goal in life is to, he'll know he's successful when he drinks seltzer water. So when he gets to like the, his great grandson's apartment in a hundred years in the future, he's like, and this is my soda stream. And he's like, what is it? Oh, it like makes seltzer. And he's like, 
what? <laughs> <laughs> so it's a whole bit in the movie. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Are we getting a soda stream or are you getting a new microphone? I don't think I'm getting either if I'm just giving money. Just, yeah. Just right. go towards rent. <laughs> yeah. And in, in our white claws. Yeah. Right. Well, what a, what a, what a day. Say lovey. You say lovey. Yeah. Well, here we are just talking about our privilege. Yes. <laughs> Let's talk about NXT from August 26. Wow. It's already August 26, 2020. Yeah. NXT, August 26, 2020. A little recap of TakeOver 30. And yes, the X's are still here. They're still hanging about in full sale here. Yeah, I think that's permanent now. Oh, it looks cool. X run XT, right? And XT. They only ah. had the two of them either side where they used to have that kind of blow up NXT thing. Right. Okay. Uh, well, cool. It was part of the entrances now. We get a recap of all the matches and where everything is kind of going. And then we get the answer to what we all kind of wanted to know. Carrying Cross with Scarlet come out with the epic entrance. They're decked out, looking great. But Carrying Cross has a sling on his arm mm. and the NXT title on the other. He comes down. Doomsday has, uh, well, it's, it's arrived in more ways than one. He grabs a microphone, but I must say, right away, this guy looks like a badass. The way he's dressed, the way he talks, the cadence, the, the, the way he speaks. This guy is, this is an awesome promo. He says, I told you, I warned you, everyone would suffer. At TakeOver 30, I kept good on my word. I ripped the title of Keith Lee from the, from his carcass, like flesh from bone. And, well, one should know, when you go to war, expect casualties on both sides. And then he looks down at his injured shoulder. He says, I separated my shoulder. I've been in searing pain, but I love it. It brings me to life. <laughs> Evanescence. You're a madman, says someone in the crowd. <laughs> Was it Kona Reeves? He says, I'm a realist. I understand the reality of the situa situation. They won't let me defend it in this condition. So then... Scarlet kind of hands in the title as he's been talking. On the path, there are obstacles. But for me, the obstacles are the path. And Karrion Cross puts the NXT title down in the middle of the ring and says, in the end, everybody pays the toll. And God helped the obstacles in my path. Tick tock. And almost with a tear in his eye, he walks out the ring, him and Scarlet exit. What is to come of the future of the NXT championship? Yeah, it's like, look, neither of us like this match at the weekend. Um, Cross, his ring work when it has come to actually big matches hasn't particularly interested me so far. I've, I've enjoyed the squash matches where he's just Saito su suplexing guys on his head. Um, but... That being said, there's still such a main event presence to this guy. He's the one person on the roster who looks like a a megastar, in my opinion, like the whole act. And it's it's a real shame, especially getting injured. It happened to Balor, right? You you win the title and that should be your crowning moment and immediately you're dropping it. That sucks. And I think also with Keith Lee just leaving and going to the main roster, um, bad time to do that as well obviously we talked about how they dealt with him on the main roster but it then it leaves you scratching your head going okay well lee's gone cross is gone um which direction do you go and obviously they'll announce later in the night but uh 
I think for such a short time he's been with NXT, there's now a massive gap with him gone. Yeah, it's really interesting. NXT's in this weird, again, unfortunate situation. You had Keith Lee, who wins both titles, drops one, like, nah, I don't want this. Then have this whole tournament and then a ladder match to get someone who has that title. But then Keith Lee drops his title and is gone right away. Didn't want a rematch. Then didn't want just his leaves. music anymore. Didn't want his gear. I think Keith Lee's just going through a bit of a, just shows a, bit of a you, bad time. Just shows you kind of how much they actually do care about the story. There's shit. That is such a lame little story. But... This promo from Killer Cross, sorry, Carrion Cross, was fantastic. I know we were pretty negative on the match, but obviously it was because he was injured in the match, and the match wasn't good. But this promo was fantastic. This guy has the delivery, the look. Both of them have the look. Scarlet is fantastic. The the cadence, I want this guy to come back when he's ready and kill everybody. He sounded great. Um, I think they either put a very slight effect, like a very tiny echo on the mic, or what, he was like just... Batman? Kind of, or he was just talking closer into the mic than he normally would, because he sounded almost like a monster. He had this kind of spooky sound, which was more than just his voice. It was definitely the way he was using the microphone or an effect they put on, which I thought was pretty cool. He's not talked like this before. Like, it's always been like his different, like, promos and and weird camera cuts and stuff. But this, this was, this was fantastic. I don't think we've seen an in-ring promo. It's always been on the Titantron or something, right? This, this guy, uh, is fantastic. This was an awesome promo. This is what I'm, I miss in my wrestling. They're like, scary character, badass. Look, he got injured and he's walking with the tail behind his legs, but in a badass way. And it makes me, I, I shit on that match, but look, it was, it was an accident. It was an injury and it didn't mean to happen. And I still think this guy is a bright, I think this guy is future WWE champion. I think he, he gets wrestling, uh, just from this promo. I was like, damn, man. And you could tell he was getting super emotional mm. from his face. Uh, I hope this guy comes back with, with a vengeance. Yes. With a vengeance. On commentary tonight, it's no more Ronaldo, but it's Wade Barrett. Yeah. We have He's some back. We have some bad news. It's Wade Barrett. And Vic Joseph and Beth Phoenix. Wade Barrett introduces himself, talks for about 10 to 15 seconds, and I go, wow, this guy's great. <laughs> yeah, so he's been doing commentary uh, for NWA, which obviously isn't running at the moment. And um, he was great on that. He's he's always been a good talker. Like, you go back to those, uh, like, Bad News Barrett segments. Yeah. But also there's... It's more than just being able to talk. It is about your voice. Like, you need to have a good voice. And this guy just sounds great. Yeah. And as you said, right away from the start of him talking, you feel comfortable and you go, oh, this guy's going to be good. And I loved right away he brought up about, uh, he's a, what is that, like five time intercontinental champion. And he had to drop the title for that very same injury, separated shoulder. Gotcha. I thought that was a really nice touch kind of coming into it being like, hey, I feel for this guy. This, sucks and it's weird because obviously cross is a like a monster heel killer character but then everyone's kind of showing a bit of sympathy towards the guy as well right obviously and yeah to come from barrett someone who's had the same injury been through the same thing i thought was a great transition yeah he sounded great um we we review old nxt on our patreon and we talk about william regal on commentary and how we have regalisms i think we're gonna have a few barrettisms barrettisms yes we'll work on it but definitely later but we have an nxt tag team title match it is breezango challenging against imperium yeah remember imperium they're our champions you might not know that because they weren't on takeover yeah where have they been 
Like, they're clearly in the States and just, just I don't out. know, the, the tag division is a mess there right now. I well, say. Breezango won the number one contenders match and they are challenging Imperium here tonight. And Breezango come in here and they attack Imperium right away. And this match starts off. Uh, there's back and forth early on and then they throw to commercial and I'm not one to mention commercials, but there was no P&P tonight. Not at all. There's tonight. an awesome commercial. Oh, I wonder Pitbull. because there's nothing opposing them. Yeah, true. They're like, eh, you can go to break. Yeah, I don't we'll need take... to pay for that. Yeah. Uh, all I know is there's this amazing Pitbull commercial where he goes, oh, wee, or yep. whatever it is. Fantastic. We come back and we have uh, like this uppercut to the back and clothesline combo from Imperium. I love Bartel's uppercut. He <laughs> falls into it. It's one of the spinning European uppercuts and he just puts his whole body weight into it and falls into it. It looks great. Breeze hits a super model kick. Uh, no one told Vic that was the name of the move. Uh, there's then forearms and and all these like strikes and like a high knee. Breeze is hitting everything. Um, and then he like stops from running into the ref almost and then eats this uppercut. I think the one you were talking about, this like running flying one. Uh, but then I think it's Bartel who goes up top there, jumps off, but eats the beauty shot in midair but he kicks out at two. Eichner gets in. He eats an enziguri from Breeze. They then hit their... The, the move they've been using, Breezango, is the slingshot into the knees and then like an elbow drop onto it, which is a classic tag team move. But now they do the slingshot forearm into the knees of Breeze and then Fandango climbs the top rope and hits the Fandango leg drop onto the back of the knees of Breeze on the guy. Just awesome stuff. And then both guys are on the outside. And Fandango hits a tope con Hilo. This this match from top to bottom is just nonstop crazy here. Uh, but then Fandango only hits it to Bartel, which then Eichner on the outside just German suplexes Fandango. Oh, this looked nasty. And just this was Germans. right after the commercial. You kind of just came back and it was this thud on the floor. Uh, Eichner then in the ring is is all on the offense, hits a moonsault for a two count. Then there's a spine buster and PK kick on Fandango, double team there. Then Bartel hits the air raid crash for like a 2.9. Fandango barely kicking out of that. Uh, and then they go for like the drive-by, but it's like missed here. Breeze then eats this lariat from Eichner upside down. Uh, but then when they go for their double team, there's supermodel kicks. There's another supermodel kick. Fandango now up top. As Breeze supermodel kicked both guys laying kind of against each other, head to head, Fandango off the top rope hits a double leg drop, meaning he hits both guys at the same time with a leg sprung out, spread oh, out. He flattened Eichner's face. Like the yeah. heel of his boot just, cause he, he kind of got like the neck or the, the top of the chest of Bartel, but his boot just flattened Eichner here. And Fandango pins Fabian Eichner. Breezango are your new NXT Tag Team Champions. Wow. I thought this was a really hot match, to be honest. Um, I, th I can see people seeing this. I I've already seen it, to be honest. People who have just seen the graphic of Papa Paul with uh, Breezango with the titles yes. doing the point to Tyler Breeze. It's no hot tub. Um, it's no hot tub. Nothing ever will. And I've already seen the negativity. Like, really? These guys... Um, but to be honest, they've impressed me in the tag division the last few weeks. I like that they've now got a bit more of a edge to them. They're a bit more serious. I would have liked to have seen this happen a bit earlier, them kind of take things a bit more seriously, change the gear, maybe change the music. 
maybe not be called Fandango anymore. You know, it's, I still can't take that seriously. And it's what, seven, eight years he's been that guy. Wow. Um, but I'm not mad that these guys won the title. I, I think for me, it's quite obvious this is going to be a short transitional thing and the titles are going to go to Legado del Fantasma and you don't necessarily want, um, Imperium dropping to another heel team. Uh, but top to bottom, I thought this match was really good. Yeah, look, uh, I've talked about on this show how Brizango are just like these guys that they put on some good matches, but the character is like just so weird that it's still here, that they came back here. They've, they've been, I feel like they have a lot of the same matches over and over again. I feel like they're the, the enhancement talent really that just ha- get their shit in essentially like a next step above. But I, I think they could have done a better job at, you know, when they first brought Tyler Breeze just on his own back to NXT and for it was the program with dream and for about a month, they built him up really seriously. They built him up as this guy who failed on the main roster. He was the, the kind of OG class of NXT in that yeah. kind of golden era. And now he's back and he's trying to rediscover himself. And then he lost. I felt you could have maybe done this story with these guys. NXT does these, the video packages really well, where you, you take a look at the guy's like personal life and makes you care about them. I think these guys would have benefited from that and actually make you go, yeah, you've paid your dues. You've been in this company for a long time and you've been overlooked. And actually I'm kind of rooting for you now. Um, they half asked it in my opinion, Look, but talent wise, I've really enjoyed their tag rap matches recently. Well, what I was going to say is like, they're, they're the guys that have been taking the pins in all these matches. They get a few wins here and now, and then they build you, build them up, build them up, and then they lose, build them up and build, like they've just been doing this. And then finally they've won here. But uh, how many times have they been like the surprise partners yeah. or tag partners or surprise? I feel like it's always them and all these mm-hmm. things. And it pisses me off all the time. And I go, oh. And of course, anyone who maybe doesn't watch NXT and just listens to us or just looks at results and would see this and go, oh, really? But yo. This was a hot match. This was a hot match. This was the match of the night for me on NXT. This was fantastic. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I feel bad for Imperium. I don't know if this is just a short stay because I know they're um, they're starting filming again NXT UK. Whether they're able to get back into the UK, whether that that's where they're going to go, I don't know because their title reign's been very forgettable because they they kind of won the titles yeah. and they're never it was a on, bad time. They're never on TV and then they lost with zero build against Breezango. It was announced that next week Breezango are going to team up, not surprisingly, but actually announced Breezango will be teaming up with Isaiah Swerve Scott against uh, Santos Escobar and Legado del Fantasma in a six-man tag street fight. Wow. But, uh, yeah, that's next week. I'm I'm pumped that Tyler Breeze finally won a title here in NXT, yeah. to be honest. I've been watching him for so long, and it's like, finally. I think Fandango, too. Has he ever held a title? Uh, both, both had the SmackDown tag titles. Tag titles? Oh, okay, yeah. cool. But this is awesome for them. Like, again, I'm not, I'm not saying they could lose the titles really quickly, but they put on a good match. And if they're champions and they put on matches like this on NXT, then you gotta give them the respect. Cause you can look at this and go, uh, Fandango and Tyler Breeze, but you didn't watch the match, then it's, it's like when people complain about the Green Lantern with Ryan Reynolds. You gotta watch it to understand oh, how yeah. bad it I've is. I've always said that. Yeah, right? You can't complain. I hate it. Have you seen it? No. It's like, well, did you watch the match with them? Because they were pretty good. They, they he did the double splits leg drop at the end there. Oh, I didn't watch it though. Okay, well, Scorsese's. 
Scorsese. <laughs> we go to. Oh, I just lost my notes there for a second. We go to Damien Priest backstage, who is super happy. He's wearing a Marilyn Monroe shirt, and I dig it. Uh, but he's in, he's interrupted fairly on early into his interview by Timothy Thatcher, and Thatcher says, "You're embarrassing." He says, "What? Sorry, who are you?" Timothy Thatcher says, "Look, I want a shot at your title. I." Deserve one. You're not a real champion. You're an embarrassment. And maybe if you fight me, there'll be no ladders to hide behind. And I'll show you how unequipped your wrestling is. Priest takes one look at him, takes a big laugh, and says, Looks to me like I'm very well equipped. Shakes his North American title that's around his wake, laughs again, and walks off. Um, Priest during this is also drinking from a bottle of champagne. Nice. So I can see Thatcher's point of view. Like, yeah, like this champ, you're still drinking from it's Wednesday. From Saturday. Yeah. You're still drinking. I've been corrected by the room as well. They never won the tag title. So I, I oh. can't think of a, a title. Yeah, that I didn't Bruce think Angle so. Ever won. I never, I don't watch, so I don't know. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, I'm quite kind of looking forward to this match, Thatcher versus Priest. I think Thatcher's had pretty impressive, um, like resume in NXT so far of good matches. So him versus Priest should be really hard hitting. Um, I didn't like the look of the title around the waist of Priest. Doesn't kind of suit his character. He doesn't look like a waist title wearer. Cause he's got his hands on the bottles. I guess. And in the hot tub. Yeah. You know? All right. You know, it's All fine. Right. But no, I think I think this will be a good match next week. Uh, so we now see a shot of the through the glass of uh, an NXT boardroom here, and it's Triple H, William Regal, Albert, and the old guy from Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know Macaulay Culkin turned forty years old today? I know that's crazy. Do you know I turn thirty-one next Wednesday? Thirty. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah. yeah. You're almost as old as Macaulay Cook. <laughs> uh, Triple H, William Regal, Albert, and Shawn Michaels are in this boardroom, and they're coming up with an idea for the future of the NXT World Championship. So more, more on that to come. We go to our next match, which is Jake Atlas, who comes down to the ring, and he has uh, a tough spot here because a returning Tomasa Champa comes down to the ring in his mask, in his psycho killer mask. Uh, psycho killer, black heart, whatever you want to call him, he's here. And Jake, right as the bell rings, Jake kind of steps to him and tries to, to, to get into the face of Champa to not let him get bullied. But Champa right away checks him, hits this headbutt, stomps Jake in the corner like Stone Cold Steve Austin, then lifts him up. Hits the Willow's Bell, and Champa in a return here gets a victory really early on, just crushing Jake Atlas. And right after the match, he beats down again on Jake Atlas, just with this running boot to the face. And then you think he's done, but he's not. He then attacks Jake Atlas, lifts the ring skirt outside the ring, then slingshots Jake's face like under the ring, like under the apron there. Uh, I just yelled at the TV, what a dick, what a dick. Uh, he sits on the apron with his smug look that he used to do when he was a bad guy. They bring out a stretcher. They put Jake Atlas on it. And then Champa attacks him again while Jake's legs are, like, just leaning on the the stretcher here. He is then 
Willow's Bell, the DDT onto the outside, like assisted by the stretcher, Champa is a sick, sick man. And then uh, they just tend to Jake Atlas, and Champa's just standing there like a big, big old mean badass. Yeah, I think I think we all prefer Champa as a heel, right? Um, but it just feels like I don't know where the baby faces are in NXT anymore. Right. Of like legit challenges. Uh, I liked it. I, I was expecting maybe more of a kind of promo or something from Champa this week. I was surprised to see him in a match and just bitch out Jake Atlas, essentially. Yeah. Um, the attack looked great. Like as always with Champa's attacks, they're always very violent. Um, Atlas was selling it really well. Um, I don't know. Are we just going in circles with Champa? Uh, I don't know. I think he needed this to happen. I think he needed to go back to this character. He's obviously a way better heel than he is a babyface. And I, I like them as a babyface, um, but he's fantastic as this this monster. And the mask that he came out in, I, I love this whole look that he's got going on. Um, yeah, I think this is uh, in the right direction. We need some sh- a shakeup now. We lost two stars instantly. Mm. We lost two, the two guys. And it's like, now we have to fix some things. So... Um, moving things around, shuffling things around. What else was there to do? The only guy that crushed him was Cross, and he's gone. So Champa could take the reins as the big baddie if he wants to. And he clearly did here, killing Jake Atlas. Uh, but great angle. I absolutely love this. I thought this was fantastic. Um, so Champa's just mean again. The logos are going to stop popping up. Yeah. He's just <laughs> going to be a mean, mean guy. Man, can't wait. Love it. We have a video for Candice LeRae. She's talking about her friendship with Tegan Knox, and it's showing clips of their cooking show, and they like to bake them together in the indies, and yeah, yeah, way back, like way back playbacks of all these things, and they're talking about that they were friends, but they just don't understand each other anymore. So Candace and Tegan feud kind of feels like it's coming out of nowhere. No, I feel no, like they've built this for weeks. I, I don't know. I still feel like what's I, I, I'm not I'm not super, super following. This video doesn't really fill me in like there was beef, but I'm kind of a little lost. And I know I've been following, but I feel like I'm a little lost at what's exactly happening because I'm like, OK, we know you've been friends, but you haven't. Last week, there wasn't anything. And they kind of just keep they just keep playing this kind of videos. I'm like, OK, well, what's what's can we talk about what's going on then? Oh, I think they've been doing it fine. I yeah, want to see I the mean, match. You had. Uh, I want to see the match. The, the thing is, it it's like um, there hasn't been a a big breakup between them, and that's what I like. But it's like Tegan Knox has been like ever since she's like Candice's behaviors changed. I've not heard from her. I want to know what's going on, and right. she's been ignoring me. And Candice is saying the same about her, and it feels like maybe even though Candice has turned, there is still that kind of little bit of friendship there. Tegan is the baby face, doesn't want to lose her friend, but is also aware of Candace kind of, yeah, that she's changed and she's being mean and she's not cool with that. I quite like it that it's not just end of a match and Candace turns on Tegan because we've just seen that with Dakota Kai doing it to Tegan. Yeah. So I quite like that. They're doing it a different way round with this one. We'll see. I want to see the match. I'm just like, okay, can we, let's move the story further. It, m- not just videos now. I need to like put the, why aren't they in matches and stuff? I, I like both of their wrestling. We go to Bronson Reed. He's backstage. He's being interviewed about his, well, he didn't win. So technically his loss at TakeOver 30. 
But he says, I've beaten Damien Priest before, so I should be the first one to get an opportunity at the North American Championship. And Q Austin Theory. Yeah, remember him? Yeah. So we got another one. We're, yeah. the, we're literally we, the land we won't of... release them. We'll just send them to NXT, right? Is that what, what's well, happened? he was already on Raw. Yeah, he was the disciple he with Buddy. He left us. We poured a drink out for him before. Yeah, I mean, he was barely here, but he was here. Yeah. And then he left. And then, you know, there's things with him on... on I, I'm not quite sure with the... There's too many things going on in what's... To follow... Keep up with what's going on. But apparently, uh, he's been cleared of some of the allegations... Uh, apparently he's on tv i don't know keeps happening on this show feels like from what i've seen but even the the fact that it's gray like i don't want to i don't want to have gray on my tv yeah no i don't want to watch something go huh you might have fucking you know i don't know like i'm i'm not cool with this i i don't like seeing dream on tv i don't like seeing theory on tv um yeah it kind of made my eyebrow raise a, it's why? been a few weeks now it feels like every week now you're just trying to piss people off yeah it's very 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 strange of all times really you know how many how much talent is back there and of all you know again these are allegations and things but we don't know it's such a gray area but still wouldn't you i don't know i, I, I don't know it's interesting but austin theory shows up here uh he says that it took a few steps to get to wrestlemania at the age of 22 so here's some words of advice, Bronson. Keep chasing your goals, and maybe when you're about, I don't know, 55, you'll be a champion. And Bronson Reed does what I guess a lot of people wanted to do, and that slaps. It was a good slap. That was a big right across the face from the big wallop. Guy. Ouch. And that's and then it just shows theory just holding his face and doesn't do anything about it. And that's the that's the segment. <laughs> Yeah, so I assume we're seeing that next week as well. Yeah, uh, weird. Also, I just found the ending where he just gets slapped and like, that's it? Like, you're not going to say anything? You're not going to try to hit him? You're not going to even walk uh, off? You're, you're just a little bitch. He is a bitch though, right? Like, he's a bitchy that's, heel. That's his character. Like, realistically, yeah. if I got slapped by Bronson Reed, I wouldn't like it, but I probably wouldn't try and retaliate because, you know, he's bigger than me. Uh, I don't, I don't care who Bronson Reed would be facing next week, but I want Bronson Reed to win. I want Bronson Reed to keep going forward and getting a push here. I think he's great. He killed it in that ladder match, and yeah. he was cool here with that slap. I like a bit. I like a good slap. Oh yeah, you need, you need a good slap, and I think he knows how to do it. We go to Mia Yim comes out. It's been a while since I've heard that banger, the theme song. It's a good song. Yeah, I bet when she moves up, they'll make her change it too. Probably. So Mia Young comes out and she stands out here. And as she's in the ring, Robert Stone comes out. And he's talking about how he is a suit man stone. But he is interrupted and cut off right away by Shotzi Blackheart in the tank. Once again, running Robert Stone over third time now <laughs> third time in a row uh wade barrett on commentary is like what kind of operations are you guys running around here vic joseph <laughs> i mean true if i turned up to work they're like hey we need you to fill the in on the member of staff attacked me with a tank three times i i want some retribution if mm. it were. no like 
this guy should sue. He's not. He's, <laughs> he's not, not a lawyer, though. He's not a wrestler. Like you he's can't Joseph go around Park. attacking office workers. <laughs> she just in coming a out in a tank. I, I love mean, it. I love Shotzi Blackheart, but come on, poor guy. Oh, it's so funny. Just he's trying to get his people over. He's getting carried out before. It's so it's Shotzi Blackheart versus Mia Yim, and as the match is starting, it it cuts to like. Stone being carried out. Uh, it's so funny. So this is Shotzi. It was meant to be Miriam versus Aaliyah. But she doesn't and want to fight. And Shotzi is like, nope, I'm going to take the place. So it's babyface versus babyface here. Yeah. But they're, they're kind of selling that uh, Mia Yim's a badass for taking the change at very short notice. And that, um, and then, yeah, I, th- I think we ended up having a pretty good women's match here. Yeah, I think so. This was a lot of fun. The YouTube rumor saying that someone pushed the tank, and I'm not lying. I thought for a second it looked like Aaliyah pushed it, but she's. I think it. I think it looked like she was pushing. I think she was just she's like getting out it. the way oh, of the okay. tank, and then yeah, it was holding it. Was yeah, holding. I was a little like, what's going on? But as soon as Shotzi, oh, it was so funny. She just keeps running people over with the tank. It's great. So Shotzi Blackheart versus Mia Yim. Take my money. Um, they start off with back and forth, but Shotzi drops Mia early with the welcome to the ball pit kind of sentoning in between the legs there. It looks like it would hurt. Uh, but Mia Yim fights back with a Huracan Rana, uh, but then goes for a Lariat and Shotzi, who obviously loves her punk rock, does this like guitar slide thing, gets up and hits a Rana of her own on Yim. Uh, there's then like a, a leg roll up from Yim for a two count. There's then like a, a leg drop thing where they both have their legs and then they kind of drop them and go like, hey, like, let's... Let's start like a respect kind of thing. Yep. Again, baby face, baby face. Shotzi goes with her classic howl arr, 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 and gets a throat chop, which mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are like, yeah, sh- shut up, <laughs> which I love Shotzi, but it's a great spot. Yeah. Uh, there's then Mia Yim who hits a double legged dragon through out of the corner. Looks great. I've never really seen someone do that spinning Shotzi out of the corner there. Um, and then Wade Barrett starts talking about how Mia Yim is an awesome competitor, but she's in here with a real weirdo. And he says, I always hated when I had to take on a real weirdo. Me yeah. and Wade Barrett have some uh, differences in our life. Uh, there's then Shotzi who fires back with like a reverse like sling blade. Um, and then now all of a sudden Wade Barrett changes his mind and says Shotzi Blackheart is amazing. He starts like marking out for her. He's like, whoa, this young lady is very unorthodox but she's hitting like all these crazy moves the scorpion kick um but then mia fights back with a dragon suplex for a two count and then there's like a, a springboard drop kick which Shotzi like sidesteps hits a standing senton climbs to the top rope and Shotzi blackheart hits a senton off the top and Shotzi blackheart pins mia yim this match was a firecracker. This was really good. I think it was one of Mia Yim's better matches, uh, definitely. And Shotzi is always looks great. She's got such a good energy. Um, so different from the rest of the women on the roster. Uh, yeah, I, I really, really enjoyed this match. Yeah, I actually thought this was really fun. Um, Shotzi Blackheart has been on this crazy role. I see star in Shotzi Blackheart just from like the character, the look. Her wrestling is so awesome. She has some crazy innovative moves. But the, se- the same could be said for Mia Yim. Uh, we kind of had our ups and downs with her for the past little while. She's she very was- hit and miss. Yeah. She, she doesn't land it a lot. And I think character-wise, she isn't the most intriguing person there. Like, I know she likes Wu-Tang dogs and gaming. Wow. That's- and she's Keith Lee's girlfriend. That That's her character to me. Okay. Um, yeah. And she I th- likes Wu-Tang and dogs? I don't understand the dog. What does she ever do with dogs? Oh, I mean, I only know that from Twitter. 
Oh, okay. She's always posting. She's got, the big dog, Mia Yim. She's got like a pug or something. Oh, okay. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like her character is very bland. Um, and match wise, she has a lot of misses. Um, I like Mia Yim, but she doesn't always land with her matches. Um, Shotzi Blackheart, I think, is so much more exciting. Yeah. Has a really great character, just full of fire. Um, but yeah, these two had a really good match here. I yeah, thought. I thought this was a lot of fun. This, this, I really like that tag match though, but this normally probably would have been my match for the night because I, I, I thought this was fun. Uh, some great, great looking stuff. I think the women's division was, was, at one point, the strongest thing of NXT. We can get back to that. Look at the cast and characters of all these women we have. They can put on good classic matches, and it shows here. Give them some time, and they can totally deliver. I was super impressed with both of these women in this match. I love this. Um, they Both of these two should be champion down the line. Like We have not a lot of other competitors for EO like down the line. Com- considering what they're doing in the main event, later tonight you're kind of like uh i don't really you know so it is it is time to get some fresh faces in the title picture so uh i'm down with that um i have hope yet again for the nxt women's division i think because like other than eo we're kind of just we were just there we had the robert stone thing with the lee and mercedes martinez is now entered into the mix we'll talk about her later but i have hope we're getting the 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 roster is stacked and they're, they're giving them some time and i'm down for it but i'm also down for william regal He's here in full sail. He's coming out of his office and he has made a decision. He's coming to the ring to talk about the NXT championship. But when we come back from commercial break, psych, it's not William Regal. It's Dakota Kai who says Rhea Ripley should have minded her own business and not stepped in the ring with us on Saturday. We were not bothered and we are not bothered by these two. We are a team and they're not. They're talking about the main event tonight. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley versus Dakota and Raquel. Dakota says those two don't even get along. Rhea just wants what Io has and Io knows it. And everyone knows that I still deserve to be champ and I'll prove that tonight. You messed up getting in my face. So Dakota is not done with Io Shirai. But it's time for William Regal. He does come down to the ring. He's in the ring. And he says, next week, NXT presents Super Tuesday. Yes. <laughs> because NXT is on Tuesday next week. Again, we're doing our show Wednesday during the day. It will be out. But next week, Tuesday, we will find our next NXT champion. The four greatest superstars from NXT four former champions will compete and they will claim who is the best for the first time ever a fatal four-way match that is a 60 minute iron man match i think he's been watching our 2k19 games because <laughs> this is a, a match we do a lot which is a four-way iron man match yeah which are Hectic. Crazy. We do 15-minute matches. When when it's like 2-2 two, two between t- like two yeah. of you or three of you and you're scrambling for yeah. that final pin and everyone's breaking it up. Um, yes, the so the competitors are Johnny Gargano, who is the first Triple Crown champion, Finn Balor, who, is, uh, who was at one point the longest reigning champion and has the most victories at TakeOver out of anyone, Adam Cole, who is the longest reigning champion, and Tommaso Champa, who never lost the title. Yeah, this is crazy. So next week, 
Tuesday night. The main event is an hour long, so half the show, 60-minute Iron Man match between the four of them. So this sounds epic. Jeez. I, I'm looking forward to the match, but I, I am... I don't know. I love all four of these guys, and I feel maybe... I think they could have got more juice out of this. I think next week seems very soon. Yeah. I get why they're doing it on Tuesday. You could argue, why why are you doing it when you're unopposed? But also, it's a not your regular night, so you need to get people to find your show. The people that are used to just tuning in every Wednesday night, you hype up, it's the title match, it's an hour-long Iron Man match, it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday. You'll get those viewers in. I just think you could have maybe spread this out over a few weeks and part of me is like you when he said oh we're we're gonna get four of the greatest champions like i'd have loved to see some people come back down to nxt hmm uh i don't know i don't i don't want another tournament to be honest i know we talked about how tournaments were the right idea but they happened and a bunch have happened it's like okay we need something to kind of quickly solve this so i am kind of understanding what you're saying because it's like oh we're just gonna claim this because to me as a business standpoint you combat against another show usually every wednesday now of course it's on tuesday and stuff but wouldn't you maybe promote this for like a show in like a wednesday versus wednesday thing in like i don't know a few weeks i know schedules and things for aw and nxt are kind of changing and all sorts of different things but wouldn't you want to like go, well, we need to crown a champion anyways. Let's wait so we can bash them on a Wednesday night. But they didn't do that. And it's a Tuesday. I, I just think this match sounds great. I, I can't wait. I'm more for tournaments than you are. But I just feel there's an opportunity here to go, hey, why not do next week is Nakamura versus Gargano to qualify for this Iron Man but match. But Nakamura the- hasn't been here forever. Who cares? He doesn't deserve a shot. That's He's a former champion. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I don't thinking think so. if you want to get people because cool. We're going to have a winner. We've seen all these guys as champions recently, apart from Balor. I don't know. What if it's a tie? (laughs) Yeah, that could happen. But um, I like the idea of the match. I just think it's a bit too soon. And I I, I don't know. I was hoping you'd either do something to to bring a bit more interest into the product, like bringing former champions in, or you use this as an opportunity to put over someone new, put some fresh faces like a Bronson Reed in this position. Because really, we're going to have... Gargano, Champa, and Cole mix it up again. And yeah. the only fresh face there is Finn Balor. I think Finn's winning it, but I would like the swerve to be like Gargano kind of winning it. Or you go with Champa, who's now a bad guy again. I don't know. Um, I, I'm fine. Look, these are the, four, these four characters are the biggest things that we have here. It makes sense that one of them are champion. Like it, it, it does to me. I'm fine with any of them winning next week. I just think you, you start fresh and we move forward. But yeah, who's the fresh though? We're going in circles with these people. I, I feel like the Finn and Balor who, thing is not. I though. don't know who the other challenges are. There like, isn't you, any. You got rid of Lee. You've got rid of uh, Cross at the moment. Yeah. It's it's really time to start building up people and and I think having having a, a Bronson Reed or a Cameron Grimes or someone like that in in this match or a tournament instead could be used to elevate. I don't know. I, I think the match is going to get be great. I'm looking forward to the match, but I'm not too optimistic about. The future and i'm not too excited about anyone challenging these guys they've been here too long see the problem is it shouldn't have been a fatal four-way with former champions it should be people who aren't champions who've never been a champion so you know maybe they should have added i don't know off the top of my head pat mcafee or i don't know 
Cameron Grimes. And I heard Kona Reeves is back from that injury. Yeah. <laughs> you know, NXT champion, the finest NXT champion. That is a ring to it. Uh, I, I'm fine with this, but I think we do need to have, like, if, if this, if any of these guys win, none of them should be challenging the other. No, the, they can't. But it will be. You know it will be. So it's going to be one and of that, the mixes we have. And that's what my got. issue is. Yeah. I think it could be Finn Balor and Adam Cole chasing. It could be Finn Balor with Champa chasing. It could be Champa with Finn Balor chasing. There's a few mixed up there. I think Johnny's just going to be there to make the match lit uh, and probably not win. But a little deep down, I'm going to be cheering for Johnny, even though he's not winning this match. Uh, I think I think this match is going to be crazy. I think they were like, fuck, let's do something wild. Yeah, all right. 60-minute four-way match, Iron oh, Man. the match sounds great. Yeah. Uh, so let's see where it takes us. But, yeah, there's definitely there's definitely now big slots taken out of NXT with the, the cross injury and Lee just gone. Instantly taken away wearing a vest on Raw, like uh, the, the movie he mm. was in. What's the movie? <laughs> the main event where he was oh, singing? Oh, yeah, Smooth Operator. Uh, I don't know. I just I, – I think I think it's going to be okay. if one, We just – we need to go away. We It sucks. Everything that – like we just described that storyline, the arc that we just had, and it's shit. Keith Lee dropping the title, then leaving and injuries. It's just – let's just scrap out of this and let's go. Move yeah. move away. Let's start. And it's going to – these are the four biggest guys. So, yeah, they're, they're the money. Um, so that is next Tuesday, NXT Super Tuesday. But we do have a title match right now, another title match, the Cruiserweight Championship. Santos Escobar, the Cruiserweight Champion, defending against Isaiah Swerve Scott – now, Santos, right away in the beginning, tells his cronies, he tells Wild, he tells Raul, go to the back. I got this. Go to the back. Come back own. later. Yeah. Come you, back that's later. pretty much Don't, don't wear yourself out right now. We're going to go for a good 15 minutes before I need you, Raul. <laughs> isn't it like, isn't it like the classic, like, like, all right, when we'll trick them, we'll yeah. trick them. You're, you're not going to be out here, but then you will be out here because yep. you're just watching in Gorilla. <laughs> uh, classic heel moves. Uh, so this starts off with Swerve, who is just super fast and out everything, out wrestling, out speed, out everything, which then he fl- sends Santos flying to the outside and he has the best of them. He's got his number and they go to commercial break. But when we come back, Escobar is now in control. He throws Swerve to the the ropes, but he handsprings and then hits him with a suplex and then locks in Swerve locks in this gory special, but like it's kind of modified here and he's just bending Santos like back. Oh, it just looks awesome. One of my one of the cool wrestling moves. Uh, and then like this rolling flying like arm breaker trying to get a submission in here. But Santos goes to the outside and throws Isaiah into the like plexiglass or sorry, plexi plastic. Is it plastic? see-through plastic? See-through plastic, <laughs> cellophane plastic. No, uh, there's then like um, d- there's double knees in the corner back in the ring from Santos. Swerve goes for a Rana in midair. You know, like classic spot where the guy's on the top rope and the other guy springboards, jumps up, and then hits a Hurricane Rana to the guy mm-hmm. off the top. Swerve goes for this, but Santos has it scouted and in midair counters a Hurricane Rana into a sit-out powerbomb off the top. Swerve gets his hand up at like 2.9, his shoulder up, I mean. They go to another commercial break. When we come back, Santos with a pop-up knee and then spits in the face of Scott. Obviously, this pisses him off. He attacks him, sends him to the outside, hits a Flosbury flop, a flat liner. Um, then this is, of course, when we kind of see uh, the the bad guys 
come back. The cronies. Of course, they weren't just not going to show up. They come in. Mendoza's here with the with the distraction when we have Wild, who's there. But then Escobar hits the super kick on Swerve off this distraction. But it's only a two count. But this is where the new tag team champions, Breezango, they come out. They chase off Legado del Fantasma. Uh, well, good lads. They could be partying in a hot tub with champagne could. right now. Their first titles ever in WWE. Yet they're running out to help out their boy. What what good good people. Good friends. Isaiah Swerve Scott hits this crazy knee to the face. And then a bridging German suplex. But Santos kicks out. There's then the house call kick. But that is only a two count. He then gets Santos up in the corner and drops him with the JML driver. But Santos has his hands on the ropes. And it's almost like he knew exactly where he was going to be in the ring at this exact moment. Because he kind of goes onto the outside and finds a lucha mask. Which Santos then puts on his head but kind of checks the the top of it, like the forehead spot of it. And kind of realizes like, okay, we're in action. He kind of goes into the ring headbutts Scott who then just drops and is laid out. Santos takes off the mask, throws it away, pins Scott and retains the cruiserweight championship. And you were like the Leonardo DiCaprio meme yelling at the TV from like, have you seen the meme of him? Like, ah, looking at the TV. That was you. You're yelling. It's a loaded mask. It's a loaded mask. And son of a bitch. I think that's what they're doing. Uh, this was a really fun match, but I was kind of thrown off with the finish because it's like, how did you know you were going to be right there with that? But anyway, well, that's uh, wrestling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, yeah, I really like the mask. Uh, sorry, the match. Uh, I think the mask thing could be quite fun moving forward. Um, I don't know how much sense it makes. Wouldn't it be just easier to hold it in your hand and smack him and then hide it? <laughs> He also could have thrown it under the ring, but he decides to take it in the ring and hold it in his hand, hiding it. It's just weird. But that aside, they're trying to be creative, especially seeing that we know Santos Escobar used to wear the mask. That's how he was introduced into NXT. Um, But it's just, what, is the ref meant to just think he's just just suddenly decided wanted to wear a mask? Yeah, it's a little little far-fetched. I thought the match was really good, though. These two have great chemistry. I really enjoy the Cruiserweight division since moving to NXT. Um, yeah, another good match on a show of strong matches, I thought. Yeah, I thought tonight really, from top to bottom, was kind of delivering, especially with this match. I, I really like Santos Escobar. He's coming into his own, I think. I think I need to see more of him. In, and look, hats off to them. They tried, or masks on to mm-hmm. them, because they tried with a creative finish. I wasn't super big fan of it, but I could see him trying to maybe go down the line with this, or wrestle with a mask on that is always loaded, and then, I don't know, yeah. it gets... I, I don't know. I kind of wanted to see Scott get the title win, but at the same time, I think Santos needs to tap, have a really big run with it. Uh, but fun match. We have uh, the first video from one of the challengers for next week's Iron Man 4-Way, and it's Johnny... Gargano. He says, life can change in a moment. I could have been done. I could have been injured. I could have been out of here, but I'm not. And I'm still here. I said I was going to fix NXT and rule NXT. Well, slow and steady, brick by brick, I built my kingdom and now fate has stepped in. Johnny Gargano has the golden opportunity. Four-way, 60 minutes. I'll prove that I have been running. NXT. Uh, 
I like this heel Johnny Gargano here because at the same time, I'm still the, the fan of Johnny wrestling, but like, I know he's going to be the star of the match, but I don't know if he's going to win the match. <laughs> but damn it, I'm cheering for him. Yeah, I, I love Johnny Gargano, but I really want to... It's difficult. I'd love to see him on the main roster having that kind of Daniel Bryan 2013-2014 run because I think he's got it in him. Like a babyface Johnny Gargano. I think he's a fantastic performer. So any kind of role he's given, he's going to do it well. Um, but I just feel he's ran his course in NXT now um, with a lot of the guys in this match. And I just don't take him as, as seriously as a heel anymore. Uh, I I think I think just because he lost doesn't mean he's he's not a heel. I mean, a week ago you were praising him for his like heel. No, I'm saying he's a good heel. Yeah, but I'm just I feel they turned him heel to keep him in NXT and to keep him fresh. Right. But I'm just ready for him to leave this company now. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I'm just getting tired of these guys week in week out. Uh, I love Johnny Gargano, and I think, but. The problem is you then move to the main roster and you get Keith Lead, you know? Um, but I, I think as a babyface, he is money. And I'd love to see him have a serious run on SmackDown or Raw uh, and really rejuvenate that brand. Um, because NXT, I, I'm kind of done with these guys. I think Johnny, I think Johnny with this heel character should have gotten, like, part of me wanted him to win that ladder match just because I think it would have elevated. I think he's, I think he's star, but it's this pan, it's this pandemic era, right? You could be building a stack takeover card for like this past weekend that would have involved like, you know, different avenues and bigger matches like you're you're kind of shitting on all these options of like finn versus cole or finn versus champa realistically you'd be buying tickets to go see that at boston takeover like you would you would be seen him though though like i'm, I'm saying champa gargano yeah, three you, times you, you're like, not I, getting that match you're getting you're getting like finn versus cole or you have finn versus champa there's there's a few different avenues but I, i'm i'm saying that they're still like the main guys we have and it's unfortunate now we lost the two guys that were just pushed to that spot we lost the two guys that were pushed to the big main event draw and now it's quickly yeah they are riddle as well riddle should yeah we lost riddle be in this but then riddle's another character do we send him back to nxt because he's been there's allegations and stuff which of course like people say you know he's he's come out and definitely uh disputed those claims but it's like yeah we lost a lot of characters this Mm. past year and now it seems like we're going back to the well again but i'm happy the well's johnny gargano uh, I can tell you that, but I liked this video from Johnny. I think it was one of the better ones from tonight. We do have a Finn Balor video where he says, Life comes full circle. Fall and pray. Well, the prince rises to the occasion. All the pieces are set. The four cornerstones of NXT. Well, I'm not a cornerstone. I'm the centerpiece. So it doesn't matter. All you people out there, at, whether you're in the crowd, at home, or Joey at home trolling on the internet, they all get what they want. Finn Balor as NXT champion. I don't think Joey at home trolling on the internet wants Finn Balor as champion, but I digress. <laughs> this was fine. I, I I hope he's not the champion. I really don't, but Look, he is going to be the champion. All four of these guys are great talkers, so these promos are were great setting up the match. But um, yeah, I think for me, Finn is is the best option going forward. It. As champ. Like, for me, it makes the most sense, but... I'm There's more just... fresh matches, because he hasn't... Although he was in NXT yeah. for a while, 
it's a completely different roster from then. You know, there's someone who's not in that match because they made it former champions, but someone who should have been entered in this match. And we kind of toyed with the idea. And that's, they just throw up this match screen, say, match card screen saying, hey, this is coming up next. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. The solo re-debut of Cool Kyle. Cool Kyle. Kyle O'Reilly versus Drake Maverick. Do not adjust your te- your sets. Drake Maverick challenged any member of Undisputed Era earlier today on Twitter, and obviously everyone says, oh, it's going to be Roderick Strong. Wrong. Kyle O'Reilly, um, who looks in great shape with his new haircut. Yeah. He's looking fresh AF. Uh, he's in the fucking zone. Uh, Drake tries to slug at him early on here, but, uh, he ain't, he ain't taking none of that shit. Actually, obviously Drake Maverick was watching TakeOver 30 because Drake takes a, a page out of Pat McAfee's book with the dive off the top turnbuckle to the outside, the senton onto, I think it was like Roddy and Fish almost, just nailing Fish actually. Uh, but back in the ring, Kyle is like, all right, enough of this, and just starts to kick the shit out of Drake. He kicks him in the gut, and Drake Maverick just starts to choke and die. Uh, Kyle is wiling on him, and Wade Barrett on commentary says that Undisputed Era is like way better than the Nexus ever was. <laughs> yeah, this is funny because Vic is trying to like bring it in. It's like, oh, and you're used to uh, being in a faction as well. And he's like, look, <laughs> Undisputed Era are way better than the Nexus were. Um, and he's putting over how like, oh, in the Nexus, we'd have all stabbed each other's back. And like, he starts sort of kayfabing it a bit. Yeah. But to start with, he's like, no, the Nexus was shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> Undisputed Era are the real deal. I also liked on commentary, Barrett was talking about uh, Kyle's MMA career, because the match starts with Drake... Um, like, Trying to Drake fight him. takes it to him. Yeah. He's giving all these kicks and sharp strikes. And Barrett's like, look, Kyle O'Reilly could be doing professional MMA if he cho- chose. He's that good at it. But his love is wrestling, and that's why he's doing this. So I don't know if I was Drake going this direction with the match. I thought Barrett was fantastic on the call. Uh, Kyle is just in the zone, killing Drake Maverick here, does this like backwards roll while grabbing the leg of Drake, dropping him into a knee bar. Uh, I think it's Roderick Strong on the outside who yells, how do you like that, dork? Um, classic. And Drake Maverick is fighting and screaming, trying to fight out of this knee bar, but, uh, Kyle just keeps locking it in even further, and Drake Maverick eventually taps out to this wild knee bar. And as Kyle O'Reilly gets up, Undisputed Era get into the ring and Kyle and Bobby Fish start to beat up Drake Maverick. No, Roddy and Bobby Fish. Sorry, Roddy and Bobby Fish. And Kyle is kind of like, hey, why are you doing that? I think what's going on? I thought on? this was great because commentary didn't really draw attention to it. Um, yeah. And I was going, is Kyle... Like, not joining in here. And it seemed like he was going, like, come on, guys. He is. I've already beaten him. Yeah. Like, come on. So Roddy goes to grab a chair. And Roddy's, uh, Kyle's like, uh, I don't, uh, I don't really know. I don't feel comfortable about this. I'm Canadian and I don't really like, you know, beating people up after the match. But then Killian Dane runs out. I know, right? What? Uh, he comes, he rushes the ring. And he starts attacking Roddy and Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, yet again, is like, eh, I wasn't beating anyone up, I'm going to take this yep. one out. And just kind of drops out of the ring, and starts kind of walking up the ramp a little bit. And then 
Roddy and Fish like exit the ring after kind of getting beat up a little bit, but escape more doom. And we have Dane, who then helps up Drake, and then he beats him up too. Yeah, so Drake gets up and he kind of walks towards him and he's like, oh, thank you, mate. Thanks, thank you, mate. Thank you. And then he just kills him. Uh, Dane looked way better. He looked he's, in shape. I think he's lost some weight. Yeah. He's sorted his hair out. Wow. Uh, I don't looked, know about that. No, he's he's like trimmed it or something on All the right. sides. Like it looked neater. He okay. looked less scruffy as usual. I, yeah. thought, I thought he looked a lot better here. Uh I don't, there's a lot to take in here. There's a lot to unpack. Cool but Kyle that's... teasing, uh, some sort of, not tension, but separation from the Undisputed Era. So I mentioned that we have all these contenders for the, the, the NXT title, but someone who we would love to see in some singles competition and eventually headline some NXT shows. And that is Kyle O'Reilly. He is a superstar. I think this is the way to do it. Um, not have just a sudden turn, but this was, a nice slow start. I like the fact that commentary didn't really Pick bring attention it. to it because it shows that they're they're doing kind of building blocks and planting seeds. Also, the fact that Adam Cole wasn't out there either because right. you come off of the last takeover and we're kind of thinking Adam Cole's a babyface now, but then you see Bobby and Roddy do the classic UE beatdown. You're like, oh, okay, undisputed era heels, but then Kyle doesn't get involved and Cole's not there. It's raising questions, which I like because uh, I'm always a fan of like long-term booking. Uh, I think I've been calling for a few weeks now that if you're not moving Undisputed up, you need to split them because you've got fantastic single stars in there. In As I've mentioned multiple times tonight, the main event division needs new faces and a Kyle or a Roddy in those positions, I think they can do it. Okay, so what about this, like some you know, fantasy booking down the line. Kyle O'Reilly is like still with them, but kind of distanced himself. You know how Kofi King, uh, Kofi Kingston has was given his blessing to Big E to be like yeah. a, a star, like a single star, but even though he's still attached to New Day, it's like that. So Adam Cole loses the title match next week and somehow Kyle O'Reilly fights his way into the ranks and gets an opportunity. And what if Kyle Riley becomes champion, and then you you do the while still in undisputed era. Like there's no breakup, but they fight each other. Well, I think that is money. I think you can do the you can sort of do the evolution thing as well. You can have Kyle kind of beat a Finn Balor or yeah. whoever whoever's going to win. Right. Um, as you say, winner like a number one contender's four way or battle royal or whatever, find his way into the position and win it. And then you can definitely build up tension there with uh, like Roddy and Cole. Um, but I also like that you could just have it as competitive rivalry for a little bit and never actually pull the trigger of splitting them up. But I like that it looks like Kyle's going to be a singles competitor now. Oh, I we can't need wait. we need him. I think. I think there's so many fresh matchups here yeah. that we're like missing out on simply because he's been the tag team guy. But yeah, I, I think I think a nice slow burn here to quickly turn. Not sorry, that does that's an oxymoron. A slow burn to to make this guy a star in like the next six months. He could be main eventing these these specials. He could be a major key player that we're kind of missing out here. Jamie in the room is saying uh, it, it could also be. For the cruiserweight title, seeing that this was essentially mm. a cruiserweight match, you can have the match against Kashida, you can have the match against Escobar. Um, those matches sound great. I just see Kyle as more of a main eventer 
than that. But don't get me wrong, I'd love to see an O'Reilly versus Escobar. I'd love to see O'Reilly Kushida again because we know what they put on in New yeah. Japan. I think I think there's a great story to tell with the Undisputed Era, whether it be the dissension of them, a breakup or something, but something's got to happen. There's got to be some some furthering a story. They're not moving up and they're sticking here. He beat Pat McAfee, great big big deal. Like what do we do now? So yeah. make some story, make some some good storytelling with the with the group. And I think all great teams have like the dissension and breakup and teasing yeah. and all sorts of stuff. We've seen it from Undisputed Era before, but this was definitely a a step in the right direction. And uh Drake Maverick just looking like a geek. Getting Poor Drake. Beat, beat up. Yeah. Remember when he wanted his job back so bad? I didn't bet you don't He's want your job like now. A geek then, though. Come on. <laughs> Poor little Drake. <laughs> we have a promo from Rhea Ripley. She says, it's no surprise I want the women's title. I didn't save EO on Saturday to save EO. I just wanted to send a message to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez because EO Shirai is mine now. And Raquel wants me out of her face. Well, make me. <laughs> Isn't it Rhea who's done that thing in the ring a few times? And then Maybe. now she's the one who says, make me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I am yeah. not much. Yeah, me neither, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, Adam Cole, he has one of his videos for the match next week. He's, he names off the competitors, including himself. Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Johnny Gargano, Champa. The Mount Rushmore of NXT, which instantly uh, causes so many people on Twitter, I'm sure, to rush to their Twitter. Well, what about Sasha? What about the NXT Mount Rushmore is uh, at Up Next Podcast. What is your Mount Rushmore of NXT? Adam Cole says, we're in a four-way. I've moved on from Pat McAfee. I was a 400-plus-day champion. So some would say I was the Iron Man of NXT. So this is my alley. And I will hold it twice. That's undisputed. Uh, so he's claiming I'm going to be a two-time champ and I'm going to hold it for just as long. Um, maybe. Maybe he wins it. And then you have Kyle go after him down the mm-hmm. line. You know, there's so many things. But uh, he doesn't even say, Pat McAfee, good job, Pat. Yeah. Pat on the back, Pat. Good good stuff, Pat. No, he's done with it. They do that, though. It's, it's like when... Um... Undertaker will come in for a... I'm comparing Pat McAfee to The Undertaker right I mean, now. I would. Um, <laughs> have you seen... Under- sorry, have you seen The Undertaker wrestle? You have, right? <laughs> yeah. Just saying. Have you seen Pat McAfee wrestle? What, recently? Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I... I Just saying. I'm, I know. But what I'm saying is uh, Undertaker will build up for a, a one night at WrestleMania and then won't show up on Raw. Nothing's really said. And then a few weeks later, they might bring up to the person he beat that he beat him. But that's what it is with Pat. Pat showed up. Had his pro- his promo. Wow. He's not going to wrestle anytime soon. The option's down the line, but we're moving on. We're not even mentioning his name anymore. He should interfere in the match next week. Love it. At the very end, to cost Adam Cole. <laughs> well, no. I mean, what if we set up for a match against like Gargano or Champa? Well, well, no. We need a story. I don't know if you just... Fuck it. Right? Pat, Pat McAfee just... He can call he can call Gargano a midget as well. Oh my god, you can't say that word. First of all, no, I'm quoting him. I'm quoting him. You said Jew earlier. I don't think you can say that anymore. Either. Oh, I, you can't say a lot of things. Yeah. Like this. Uh I don't know. I'm I'm kind of 
Like the Pat McAfee thing happened and then they just like forget it. It's like, hey, you're like, what about this guy? Make him interview people. Make him fight Drake Maverick. Let Killian Dane beat him up. I don't know. Maybe less is more. He's a, he's like the Undertaker. He's an yeah. Yeah. He only shows up at the big, the no. big shows. Uh, the Pat McAfee future NXT world champ. Um, and, sh- and, you know, Pat did a good job. He did. He did. Let's go to our main event. Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley versus Dakota Kai. And Raquel Gonzalez. So Io Shirai beat Dakota at TakeOver and was beat down after. But Rhea makes the save. And now the tag match is happening. Raquel and Io are in the ring early on. And there's a Huracan Rana sending Raquel flying. Then Io kicks the ropes. And sorry, there's like a spot where Dakota is kind of scared of Io and hanging by the ropes. And then... Io kicks the ropes, which then Dakota like falls off the apron, but Raquel catches her, and it's kind of it's still showing that glimpse of Dakota Kai is still playing this character, mm. like she's she is scared of Io Shirai, and it shows. Um, they go to commercial, but when they come back, Io Shirai hits a standing stomp on Dakota, uh, but tags in Rhea, who then hits like the cravat and the series of knees. Uh, but then the baddies double team Rhea on the outside; they dump her head on there, bang bang her around. Kai is now working on Rhea Ripley, like the shoulder, and starts to just kick her. Um, however, Io gets the hot tag. She's in here. She catches Kai's foot, sending it into Gonzalez, and then hits the bullet train and the 619 all, all in a row. This, she's just on fire. And then the springboard dropkick. No one does it like Io Shirai. And then we saw her do the Kamigoye and the Golden Triangle, and she kind of does it here again, where she just like, Pow! Crazy knee lift by her. Just insane. And then the deadlift German suplex and a bridge on Dakota Kai, but Raquel breaks it at 2.9. She's pissed, so she hits the Shote, and then Raquel gets up and somehow power slams Io here. And then when Rhea, who is waiting for Io to make this tag, uh, Mercedes, out of nowhere, attacks Rhea Ripley, throwing her head into the steel steps, Therefore, when the, the tag is finally made, Rhea kind of isn't ready for competition. She's not, she, she, her face got slammed against the steps, but she tags in anyway, trips to get into the ring. Raquel takes advantage with this crazy boot, uh, uh, props to Rhea with the sell of this big boot. She sells it like she just is totally out of it. Raquel then gets Rhea Ripley up in the huge Texas tornado bomb. And Raquel Gonzalez pins Rhea Ripley. Dakota and Raquel win the match and they stand tall and they escape at the, at the entrance ramp, kind of staring off, laughing, being like, yo, we got your number. And NXT goes off the air. Uh, weird choice for the main event, I thought. I yeah. thought the, the show really kind of petered out. Um, look, I, I enjoyed Io, Io Shirai versus Dakota Kai. I think part of it is I'm not really invested into in Rhea Ripley. Um, the I, I think she'd have a good match against um, Mercedes Martinez, but what's the direction here? Is it Mercedes Martinez or is it Raquel Gonzalez? Um, yeah, I'm just not really interested. I feel the Io Dakota feud is done now. It's just a bit of treading water and I'm kind of just... With this closing, I was expecting maybe Ripley turns on EO to be the next challenger. Yeah. And I think maybe down the line that'll happen. Look, the match was fine, but I didn't think this should have been the main event of the night. It's and tough because what else would you have done? The, the whole show felt like it was on fire until the main event. 
I mean, as I said earlier, you could have, like, really, I, I think in a show's build, you could have had the Breezango title win. Yeah. Be a, be a good, if, if you built it up throughout the night and talk about all of Breezango's losses over the years and stuff, I, th- I think you could have built them up for a night to have a nice go home positive feeling with Breezango holding the titles. Maybe it's not the biggest main event in the world, but it was a better match than this. And I was more excited coming out of that match than I was with this one. Yeah. Look, this wasn't a bad match. Um, it just kind of doesn't really move things along. It's kind of like, okay, so does Dakota get another shot? Cause EO didn't lose here. It was Ripley. So it's like, you shouldn't be fucking around with any of these people. You should be like, yo, I don't need to mess her. I've beaten you all. Like, mm. maybe not Ripley, but she's beat her in that match, like the triple threat, right? So it's like, ladies, uh, girls, get out of here. This is, I don't need you anymore, is what Io Shirai should be saying, saying yeah. to them. So I, I just find it very dull considering the whole episode was pretty fire up until that. I was like, this is the least interesting story because we saw Io overcome all the odds and win. Move on. Yeah, I mean, the, and EO was the afterthought here. It was it was Ripley was kind of the yeah. main story here, right? <sighs> Ripley lost. Oh, but EO's uh, kind of just like, well, shit. Like, I didn't lose. I was on fire. Did you see what I was doing? I was hitting 619s, bullet trains, deadlifts, kamigoyes. It wasn't my fault. I didn't get pinned. So, like, really, she should just wash her hands with this and go, okay, who do I have next? Who's next? Yeah, but yeah. it's not going to be like that, I guess. Well, um, this this was a, sh- a hangover edition. So technically, uh, technically, so we often get that. We often get just the scraps from after a takeover, and yeah. okay, let's do a rematch before we move on. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It just I thought it was a pretty strong show. I really enjoyed the wrestling tonight, um, and there was a lot of news coming out of it. Obviously, with Cross vacating the title, I love that subtle Kyle uh, face turn. Maybe, um, but yeah, this was just there at the end of the show for me. Uh, it really started off strong with Cross, the unfortunate angle of him having to drop the title, but I thought he delivered a fantastic promo and was super real and mixed the character in with it as well. And I think he'll be back in a big, be a big force. I, I believe in it. Just from the promo, I was like, man, you, you, you delivered. Uh, I have faith. Uh, but my highlight was definitely the tag title match with Breezango. I can't believe Breezango was the highlight of an NXT for me, but right. it really was. I thought the match was fire. Shotzi uh, Mia was really good. The yeah. weight match was really good as well uh i'm seeing a tweet from uh breezango who's it says uh sorry it's from tyler breeze who says it's been 300 sorry 3023 days since i wrestled my first nxt match as mike dalton 882 matches since then and 1569 days of being a tag team with fandango we did it Nice. Wow. Yeah, you've you been see, here for a while. You build that story throughout the night. Don't you think it would have been like a real emotional end to the night? Yeah. Yeah, really. It really was. Like Look- that they could they could do highlights from our was next of of us talking about Mike Dalton. Mike Dalton has been a big star on Audrey on was Marie. Next. Should yeah. run out at the end yeah. to celebrate. They're still together, the whole right? thing. I think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of Mike Dalton on, mm. on the old NXT episodes we've been reviewing. And yeah, the story would have totally just the match is going to happen anyways. You could have put it at the end of the, the, the show. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, just, just a thought. But it was a fun episode. I actually thought it was a pretty decent episode. My, there's, there's obviously criticism with going to the main four, I, don't know, I guess you could say pillars now of NXT, the Mount Rushmore, if you will. Uh, but I think that match next week is a, is a, like, 
a kick in the butt of like, hey, you want some wrestling? Well, here's an hour of it and you're getting it next week. So Yeah, I get that. I'm, my main criticism isn't necessarily about that match because I think that match would be great. It's just looking forward that I don't see challengers ready yet. I see a really strong North American division and I like that they have that, like the IC title used to be, that kind of stepping stone. But I don't see any of them ready to break out and be main eventers yet, which shows me that NXT's a bit stale in the main event It's scene. tough because remember NXT was, hey, you're hot on the indies, we sign you, you have some killer matches, and then you get pushed to the main event. That's just how it happens here. And, well, the indies aren't a thing right now. And NXT's like bought, WWE's bought everyone up to this. And if they haven't, then AEW has. There's just no real shock value anymore. Mm. Like no, no bringing in other stars to be that, that spot. But we have so many stars. The problem is they can't make stars because they stop start and Mickey Mouse booking and, and all sorts of different stuff. But NXT has the stars. They just need to, to make them like Cameron Grimes. He's a star, but they got to work on him. You got to make him a star. Yeah. But there's so many guys that are, and women like in the women's division as well. Right. You see it. And I felt like tonight they were trying to move in that direction. It felt like that you had Shotzi win. I'm so excited. Fuck. Yeah. For Shotzi Blackheart for winning a match mm-hmm. here over Mia Yim, who's like a prominent character here. So it feels like slowly, uh, I think I'm just happy that I got to see Kyle in a singles match yeah. and then some sort of tease that he could potentially be like the, the guy. Star, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I'm going to say thumbs up for this episode. I kind of liked it. The main event was a bit of a drag, but the rest of the show really delivered for me. All right. Let's go to some feedback. We post feedback every Wednesday night for NXT or Tuesday next week um, at forum.postwrestling.com. And we start with Derek Lama who says, cool Kyle face turn. I see many banger matches coming out and even more tears. Sad to see the start, but I hope this means Kyle will get a good big push. Also, Bala in uh, 45 minutes with five pinfalls for the win next week. Five pinfalls from Finn Five pinfalls from Finn. Wow. Okay. Okay. Put money on it. You heard it here first. Uh, Andrew from Cape Breton. Wait a second. Is this the Andrew? He was he frying some chicken while, while in the tailgate. Yeah. He got fucking pissed drunk in the tailgate and then started frying up some chicken and it became the, the send off of the tailgate yeah. where he was just in his kitchen cooking chicken. The other, sorry, Andrew from Cape Breton says, so the other day Triple H woke up and he thought to himself, you know what? I'm not getting enough heat from the Velveteen dream problems. Better bring in another guy who was accused of inappropriate behavior with children with the return of Austin Theory. Mm -hmm. Triple H or whoever is controlling NXT isn't a clown. He's a whole circus. Despite that, NXT was pretty good tonight. I like the tag title match and Breezango finally getting some titles in the WWE besides FCW where they teamed with Tyler Rex and Roman Reigns respectively. I liked that there seemed to be some logic in picking NXT title contenders, unlike the NXT North American title, where some recent loser can maybe get a shot. In Timothy Thatcher, I think he means there, yeah. The highlight, as usual, was the women. NXT has the best women's division outside of Japan and has a real main event players. 7 out of 10 show tonight. Okay, we go to Mike Hogan, who says that he thought Cross winning the title would give NXT the shakeup it needs, but then uh, he obviously had to vacate it. I'm sure next week's main event will be fine, but there's nothing new in there. It'll be overproduced by HBK, a false finish frenzy between four guys all treading water. No matter who wins, I'm not interested in their challengers. Who are the male faces in NXT? I'm sure they regret letting Keith go. Not Champer anymore, because he's turned heel. Undisputed Era are heels. 
Priest, Bala, Atweeners, Gargano, Thatcher, Legado, Dream, or Heels. If he wasn't injured, our main baby face would be Dexter Loomis. Would have loved to seen someone like KO, Cesaro, or Nakamura come down, but not to be. Uh, also says the same about the women, that uh, he doesn't feel there are any uh, natural baby faces moving forward, and asks who we think will be the next big heroes in NXT. Big heroes? I would uh, say Shotzi for the women. Yes, definitely. But that's a project. I don't kind of... You need to big build up the next big heel champion for a shot seat. He's saying big, he means heroes as in like the big main event players. Who are going to be the next ones? Who are going to be your next like Sami Zayn on the chase? Your Johnny Gargano's on the chase? It's going to be tough. I'd vote I Kyle O'Reilly, but I'd say Kyle, maybe. Yeah. I can't really see anyone else in the, in the men's division. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd say maybe Kyle and Shotzi. Uh, we go to Wrestling Graham. He says, My idea to crown the next NXT champion, the first ever annual, <laughs> the first annual NXT one climax. We can dream, can't we? But I hope they do a sports based tourney idea since their track record is pretty damn good. Edit the four way idea is cool too. And it's going to be Champa since they already had plans for Cross as a heel champ. And yeah, I guess. I guess that's true. Like, that's what like, you put it on heel Champa. He's kind of just been missing lately. I don't know mm-hmm. if it's right, but they wanted a heel as the leader. So put a heel as the leader and then someone can chase. But I think there's still the Finn match against him that could be fresh. And Wrestling Graham ends with Black Lives Matter today and always wear a mask, cover your nose too. Be good, y'all. Thank you, Wrestling Graham. We go to Crooked Letter 9. Uh, I think this this is, might be. He hasn't said, but it sounds like a first time long time. Is that a first time long time? Let's just say we but haven't said possible, it for a possible 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 first, first time, time long time. time. <laughs> Karrion Cross having to surrender the NXT title several days removed from Takeover Thirty does bite in a lot of ways. The parallels to Finn Balor's Universal Title win are striking. One has to wonder if Keith Lee's move to Raw was the right call in retrospect. The Fallout episode kept everything moving with a purpose. It was so cool to see Brizango become tag champions. Tommaso Ciampa got his edge back and Swerve Escobar was a damn good cruiserweight title match. It was also nice to see Carl O'Reilly in a singles match and next Tuesday is shaping up to be an insane uh, night with a huge four-way dance under Iron Man rules between Gargano, Ciampa, Cole and Balor and it could be a lemons to lemonade answer to Cross's injury. Io Shirai main eventing again is a big W in my book, 7.5 out of 10. Yeah, I mean, look, I always like when Io Shirai main events. I just felt like the tag match made it, would have made a little bit more sense. We go to Mystery. Hiya. NXT was pretty great tonight. Cross having to vacate the title sucks, but it is what it is. The 60-minute Iron Man match will be great. Is Mia Yim turning heel? Sure seem like it. She isn't going to be part of Retribution. Rhea has looked pretty weak over the past few weeks. She has been getting called up pretty soon. Also, keep her away from a microphone. Her promo tonight was really, really bad, and the closing zinger felt like someone would say in kindergarten. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not alone there. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez is probably getting the next title shot since she pinned Rhea, but I can't see her winning it either, nor should she. She's kind of green still, and I'm not really interested in Haas women running over the division. Her and Dakota are desperately needed in the women's tag division more than anything else. And question of the week, how do you guys feel about Shayna and Nia getting a women's tag title match at Payback? The thought of them potentially being tag champions fills me with horror and not the good kind. <laughs> I'd rather our truth and Shayna Baszler be tag champions. <laughs> yeah, I'm not overly excited for that match. Didn't know that was happening, to be honest. Yeah, um, I would say I'm not against Gonzalez 
having a title match next. It will be on TV, right? And you need heels for EO. I would say maybe to kind of, as you have this Dakota story going, maybe have EO beat Raquel and then you can move on and maybe build to EO Mercedes Martinez for November for War Games. Sure. Yeah, definitely. We go to Paul from New Jersey. Talk about your all-time backfires. Your former NXT champion on Raw in a skirt as your new champ has to relinquish the gold. Have no fear. There is a place for the NXT title and it's straight to the moon. <laughs> Perhaps in time. Uh, happy for Brizango, even if the title switch was because NXT UK is starting up again soon. Candice had a terrific promo package and I'm glad Wade Barrett voiced my opinion about old ball pit Blackheart. Glad Barrett is coming back for next week. It made sense for EO to beat Dakota, but I hope Dakota doesn't get lost in the shuffle. She's been nothing short of brilliant. This week's Kona fact. Kona was very excited for the return of Roman Reigns, calling him Big Oos. Glad to see Kona putting over guys smaller than him. Hashtag team player. P.S. Good for the Milwaukee Bucks and other teams refusing to play today. Although it might be a small gesture, it's something. Fuck those cops. I'm disgusted with this country. Damn. Yeah, uh, getting real here. Uh, we go to Pick Japan. I'm going to read the next two because this yeah, one's really short. Ahoy, Austin Theory. Really? Anyways, EO rules. Ahoy. And finally, Charbel, the, the chosen, chosen one. one. I could only wish to look as lit as Robert Stone. Please push Drake. I think I'm going to watch some of his old stuff in the UK. And for me to watch something else than WWE is pretty rare. Davey, a special match I should see first of him or Brady, something of impact I should look for. Uh, well, nothing in impact. No, I'm joking. Uh, him versus, um, EC3 in impact was good. Uh, some of his matches. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not too familiar with too many UK matches. Um, just watch him crying. Pass me by. Just watch him in a video of him crying. But yeah, I believe the EC3 feud was like his biggest, right? Charbel says, I had the same smile as Champa after that DDT off the stretcher because he and I knew how much Atlas sold like a prom. Like a prom? I don't know. Get back to us. Sold like a prom. Okay. Never heard that one. Damn. Uh, And if it's something offensive, didn't mean it. (laughs) He continues, Priest looks like one badass motherfucker with too many white claws in. I think his character must be an homage or inspiration to the Bray D pre-COVID era. Okay, yeah. Because I think I'm a vampire. Next week, one one hour Iron Man match. It's going to be insane, and I hope it will be the best match NXT TV has ever put on. And he ends with, man, I think Shotzi has more balls than me. Give her the strap. Let her rock and roll all night. Insert howling here. Wow. You got him. You got him to do it, Charbel. And that is all the feedback. Wow. Yeah, we yeah. didn't, we, we didn't mention, uh, just final notes. I thought Wade Barrett, who is returning for commentary next week, uh, did a really good job. Um, he was great. He was fantastic. I was like, oh man, I miss Morrow, but, uh, I thought he fit in properly. He mentioned all night that he has been watching the product and he clearly has because he knows people's names. He knows yep. the stories. He knows what's been going on. Uh, I thought it was a perfect fit. Uh, weird that I. Oh, he slotted in. It, it was almost yeah, like seamless. seamless. Yeah. yeah, it was really good, I have to say. Uh, but that was NXT. That's what we thought. That's what you thought from NXT, August 26, 2020. Wow. Uh, we have so many more shows. Like we mentioned off the top, tomorrow night, I know what you did last summer, the 1997, I don't know, rom, not rom-com. Horror. Rom, 
horror, I don't know, teen horror slasher from the 90s with Buffy the Vampire Slayer in it. That's what's going on for free on this feed tomorrow uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com slash up next. We mentioned all the shows off the top, the SummerSlam game, best match ever, SummerSlam main events, SummerSlam 2005 review, all the was next, all the best matches ever. What else do we got going on? We've got what's next coming out this Friday. We have uh, on Sunday, two things coming out. We'll have our watch along for payback, 7 p.m. YouTube.com forward slash up next. And we'll have best match ever, TNA X Division with JP Houlihan from the Grapple Spotlight. You can listen to them all if you're a world, uh, if you're a North American or world champion on our Patreon. And check out our Twitter, uh, at Upnext Podcast. We'll be posting the schedule for September. Lots of exciting things coming up next month. Yes, all the shows, all the stuff. If you look, we have a huge back catalog on our Patreon with all the reviews we we got so much we're still getting praise in the YouTube chat right now for Freddy Got Fingered Review with Waiting that's all on there the five bucks gets you every show we've ever put out there so go check that out and thank you to everyone who's listening and supporting here we couldn't do this show without you so we would like to start off end the show with some quick thank yous to some of our patrons old and new and I'm going to start with RV thank you RV Rob Van Rob Van? Yep. No damn? Rob Van, no damn. Damn, it's Rob Van. Hey, thank you to Charles Provost. And thank you to Paul Stewart. Thank you to Tom O'Brien. And thank you to Caesar De La O. I figured you'd be howling through each one. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Thank you very much to Jamie Coe, who I believe joined our YouTube room for the first time tonight. Awesome. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you to RPG Luminary. Thank you to Liam Simpson. I wonder if he's a relative of mine. Nice. My mum's side of the family is Simpson. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm half Simpson. Thank you to Jason Keen. Thank you to Daryl Pitts Jr. Hey, I want to get Daryl Pitts Sr. to subscribe wow. as well. Let's get all we the, tried to get, let's one get of, all the Daryl Pitts. We tried to get someone's dad on the show the other day, didn't we? We were like, go get him. Go Be get Detroit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and thank you to Lee Berry. Thank you very much for signing up for our uh, Patreon uh, allowing us to keep this show for free every week. Yeah, look, uh, we mentioned the the tailgate off the top that we did. It was so much fun and so interesting. And it's so cool to see anyone interact with this show, whether it's uh, Up Next or all the shows that we do on the Patreon. But uh, we love and appreciate all you guys listening and supporting us here. Uh, we already mentioned where you can find us. Again, join the Facebook group and vote on all the shows that we have coming up. And don't forget the watch along for payback that you're going to be doing this Sunday as well. YouTube.com slash up next and super Tuesday. We will be doing up next Wednesday during the day. So this very show, the, the one hour Iron Man match, we'll be chatting all about that next Wednesday during the day. So look for that wherever you get your podcast, subscribe, like night, write us a nice little review. And, uh, we appreciate you, uh, coming by so thank you so much for listening take care goodbye and uh man it's it's just been a day my toe hurts the world's ahoy
right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard to recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things with a program that complements your regular recycling. Cause plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag Program, happening in your neighborhood today. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.